0: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash
2: weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Welcome
3: to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen...
0: I give you Stu and Blake.
3: Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Blake Harrison. Joining me as ever is Stu Whiffin. Stu, how are you doing, mate? I'm all good, mate. You okay? I'm very good. I'm very good. And we're very thankful to have a guest alongside us uh, already. We've got uh, the brilliant Lerone Murphy. Lerone. Double thank you for coming on this show because none of us, I think, realised the clocks went forward last night. And I got up early this morning to watch uh, what just happened last night was uh, Sandhagen Vera. And I saw that you were tweeting at like four in the morning. (laughs) This is like only a few hours later on Sunday morning. So thanks for doing this.
1: Do you know what? I, I, my sleeps been messed up for about four or five weeks. You know, I just keep I keep waking up at like my times, like three o'clock, four o'clock. I can't. I need to get I need to get a full night's sleep. So, did you watch any of last night's fights? I watched the prelims. I watched a few fights of the pre, prelims because there was a few guys in my division fighting. So I always like to um, have a look at them. But uh, I fell asleep. I've not watched the main. the, not the, the main, main
3: event yet. Okay, uh,
2: Lerone, I, w- did I won't you watch- ruin it for you. Did you watch that CJ Vagana guy that got absolutely destroyed in the first round and then literally just pulled it out of the bag and smashed the guy in the second?
1: No, I heard about it, though. Do you know Mate. what? I like, I, I, like to, I like to, that's what my Sundays are for. I like to just chill out and watch the fights. Um, I don't like really staying up till like 6am to watch them because it messes up my week then, but yeah. I'll uh, I, I watch them back today for sure.
3: Nice. And I did nice. I did see you tweet something last night that I wanted to ask you about. And it was uh, something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing here, so forgive me, but something along the lines of, I need to get myself on more of these, like, fight nights because I'm always yeah. right on these pay-per-views and the bonuses go to, like, the popular guys, effectively. The guys in the mains, the co-mains, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Is that, mm-hmm. like, do, do you re- feel that, that there is a bias towards the bigger names when it comes to the bonuses?
1: Hundred percent, I, I, and I, th- I think it's just like a more so a fan thing. So if all, all the fans are tweeting or or commenting on um, cool. you know, the posts that the UFC posted which they're obviously going to do. Like uh, in terms of, like the Gay Chief Isaiah fight, it's a good fight, yeah. but like everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna go mad about about that fight because they're they're the big draws, aren't they? So that's who to give um the the bonuses to. It's always been like that though. Um, I th- I think I, I the only bonus I've got was on a fight night card against um, Ricardo Ramos and that wasn't really even a good finish. It was just a TKO and I, and I got a bonus, do you get what I'm saying? So And I knocked out Amir Khani with a I was going to say, I'm amazed
3: you didn't get one for the Amir Kani fight. I mean, that was a sick
1: saying, knockout. This is what I'm saying and that was like a clean knockout. The only clean knockout of the night, the ones with TKOs and I didn't get it. So it's just like, I think I prefer, obviously I'm not fight, just fighting for bonuses, but I feel like you get more eyes on your on the fight night cards yes. for, for a person like me anyway,
3: and yeah. especially been like when you look at like don't get me wrong, maybe not so much uh, Fiziev, but Gaethje especially like he doesn't need the extra 50k, like he's <laughs> he's gonna is. love having it for sure, <laughs> but. When you're looking at people like yourself and your opponent for, for UFC 286, Gabriel Santos, mm. who, 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 you know, that was his first fight in the UFC. You're the guys where you go, they could do so much more with that bonus money. Yeah, and, exactly. and it seems weird because the UFC themselves, you're like, you want to grow these stars, make uh, mm. like these younger fighters better and all that. Focus on giving them the the money and the financial security to just go just go and get the best training you can go and get the best yeah. nutritionist you can go and just do yeah. all that stuff if you've got any niggles you might have to get specialist surgery physio any yeah. of that stuff give it to the fighters that are not earning as much cuz it'll it'll benefit the whole show in the end
1: i agree i agree fully um and i, I just think i just think it should just be like fair almost like just whoever Whoever gets it gets it, not 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 on name basis really. Um, but yeah, he, he, especially my opponent, he, he he probably started his career on twelve and twelve, possibly. Yeah. So for him, he for him, I think he did definitely deserved it coming in coming in short notice and putting a great fight. So, but yeah, it is what it is, man.
3: Mm. Not complaining. And I've just noticed how, how's the hand? You've got like a wrist guard or, or some something on on your hand. Well, how's yep. the hand? I-
1: I dislocated my thumb in the first round um, so my thumb's pretty messed up uh, I've got to get an MRI I had, a, I had an x-ray on it this week but I'm going to get an MRI because it, I think it's like ligament damage and stuff so I've got to just get that sorted out ASAP. And that
3: happened in the first round?
1: Yeah, yeah The first takedown he got I fell I felt backwards and then my thumb just like jolted like it's come off and I could just feel it like weird like it's like it's out of its socket or something that is nasty crunching around.
3: And are you aware wow. of that in the moment? Or are you is the adrenaline going, you can't really feel it, or or are you in the moment are you like, oh no, my thumb's
1: gone. No, I could feel it. I could definitely feel it, but it, it like as the fight went you kind of forget about it almost or your adrenaline covers it up. But when I first done it, I felt it and I could feel it like, cause I was pushing, I was trying to um, do like a C grip against the cage, like hold his hand and I couldn't, I couldn't grip with my, with my hand. Oh man.
2: Wow. Well, let's, let, let's, let's look at um, last Saturday cause Blake and I were there and the atmosphere in there was absolutely insane. Um, talk us through, how that felt, walking out into the O2 in front of a British crowd?
1: Oh, do you know what? It was crazy, you know, and, I, like, since I signed with the UFC, because my first fight was in Abu Dhabi, I fought against um, uh, an away crowd almost, um, and it was kind of, like, booing on the way out, so I loved that, but I wanted to feel the other side of it, which was my home home fans. So when I walked out in the O2, it was, it was amazing, man, it was amazing, and and it wasn't even... That full, then I think it was probably like 75%, 80%. Because obviously, I fought pretty low down the card and it was quite early, but it was still amazing, man. It was a great, great feeling. And I remember that for the rest of my life for sure.
3: How, how, I want to, I want to cover everything, but how difficult was it accepting a fight on a week's notice against a guy in Gabriel Santos who's clearly very, very talented? Mm. but no one really knew him, particularly in, in like the UK and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, it's one of those kind of low reward, high risk fights. Yeah. It's, it, it was that hard. And he's undefeated. So you yeah. know he's coming in with confidence. Like for you to take that fight on just, what was it like, eight days notice, weeks notice, yeah. something like that. That's yeah. quite a big ask of you. How difficult was that decision to make?
1: It was, do you know what? It was, it was. It was the, the, they basically said, "It's either that, or you don't fight in it." So, what, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah. I, I've already missed so many London cards. I had to fight in it, but I'm not one to turn away fights anyway. But it's like for me, I feel like if I can't beat somebody outside of the top, I feel like I'm top fifteen level. So, yeah. if I can't, if I can't, I, I should be able to fight anybody. Um, but the only, the only difficult task was. I've been obviously training for orthodox boxer almost, and then I got some mad style southpaw. Yeah. I didn't get time to drill for for southpaw. Didn't get no rounds of southpaw. So it it was just all a bit a bit a bit crazy. But you just got to be ready at any time mm-hmm. in it, and it just it just can't, it's just like a, a big experience for me to um, to overcome almost taking that fight on short notice, risky fight, and getting through it, but. Um yeah, it was it was it was better than I thought it was gonna be, to be honest.
3: And so that that kind of last minute change of opponent you say, very stylistically different. You didn't have time <laughs> to really adapt to that. But to get yeah. the win and put on the performance that you did, do you take a lot of confidence from that going forward, going do you know what? If short notice opportunities come up, because that you're in one of those divisions, I feel like it's like bantamweight, featherweight, lightweight. They're so stacked, all of them. And I kind of feel like featherweight is one of the divisions that gets overlooked a little bit. People talk about the bantamweights, they talk about the lightweights, and featherweight sometimes gets a little bit overlooked. But I think it's just as good as those divisions.
2: Yeah. Certainly for British Opportun- fighters, it's stacked with oh, British it's fighters.
3: Stacked with British fighters now, <laughs> but like to 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 climb the rankings, I kind of feel like. It's really, really difficult to climb the rankings in those divisions. If short notice fights come up, that seems to be the best way to maybe go, oh, I can leap into a top 10 spot here because someone's dropped out in that text fight on a week's notice or two weeks' notice. Have you gained a lot of confidence for potential situations like that? Because, you know, as much as people say, oh, this Gabriel Santos, he took the fight on a week's notice, but you did too. As you said, stylistically very yeah. different fighter. So, if p- opportunities come up on short notice, do you think you'd be more inclined to go? Yeah, I'm going to take that fight because I believe in my abilities even more so now.
1: Yeah, it, it's like like you said, it's all about risk and reward. So if I get a, if they're going to offer somebody that's top fifteen or whatever on short notice, then yeah, I'm in. Um but where I am in my career now, I think I'm like I looked on topology. I don't know if that's that's um proper rankings, but I'm like sixteen now, so I'm right outside now. Um so it, it it's kind of gotta be like business moves almost now. Um if I if I wanna make a real um, title run anyway. But um what was I saying then? It's gotta be a top
2: fifteen ranked guy next, surely. Yeah,
1: yeah, I think I think so. I'm I I'm four and all. Four and zero and one draw, which I believe I won. Um, so yeah, I feel like I'm, I feel like I deserve my shot. And I know, I know, I know the last fight wasn't the greatest performance from me. But you have to look at the situation. I've, I've come back from come back from seventeen months out. Um, I had horrific injuries, and I just fought a ten and zero guy that was very good. And I feel like he's going to make waves in the in the division. And I feel like that win's going to age very well. Is
3: there Hopefully. anyone in that top 15 uh, kind of area that you think would be a good matchup for you next?
1: I feel like they're all good matchups, you know. I, I looked at the rankings just the other day and you have Danny Ige in there, good matchup. Yep. He's a good fighter. He looked, he looked great in his last fight. Um, you have Sadiq Yusuf in there, another great fight. Yeah. Um, you have Barboza, Edson
3: Barbosa. Alex Caceres Barboza. as well
1: areas in there yeah so, so look every single one
2: of them fights is a great fight you you, you mentioned that you you, you was out for, for was it 17 months in total yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, for, own. Uh, for, for listeners of the podcast that don't know the, the sort of story that went on there can you give us a little insight as to as to why you was out for so long and what happened
1: yeah so I was training for the neat land fight uh, which was supposed to be last March twenty sixth and I had a rest uh, inj- I got injured wrestling so that put me out of that fight. I had to pull out of that fight and I, I I've been in fights with tall ligaments in my knees, tall everything and I always get in there but this injury I couldn't I couldn't even I couldn't even get out of bed. So I had to pull out of that fight, unfortunately. Um and then I was building back up a few months later, I started building back up to get back in the cage for maybe July, August, um, and I, I was riding on my cycle, doing some cardio, and a car came out of nowhere, took me off my bike, nearly killed me, so that set me back massively. I had um, head trauma, bad deep concussion, a um, few injuries on the body and stuff, so that put me back massively. I wasn't able to train properly till about November. So, so, how, how yeah. long
3: of a gap did you have, even with training?
1: Uh a few months. Um, I was able to come back and like do like bits of pad work and stuff like that, but I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. Obviously, it, that's going to uh, injure my head or whatever. Um, so, I was just doing like light, light bits of work, little bits of strength and conditioning and stuff. But I was, wasn't able to train properly, like I said, until November.
3: I mean, your,
2: I'll you nickname's... I'll tell you what.
3: you'll oh, go on, Steve.
2: Larone, it, it, when when your MMA career is is it, finished, uh, and they make the film, the Larone Murphy film, <laughs> mate, there's some content going in I there. I will tell you, <laughs> I
3: know
1: I know what a life, what a life.
3: <laughs> well, to, to, on Stu's point, I mean, you, you're nicknamed the Miracle because you you survived a, a shooting. You were shot in the face. Yeah. You, you survived that. You've now been in quite horrific, involved in a horrific car accident. I mean, are you really lucky or really unlucky? Like, what? What's? How do you look at it? A bit of both,
1: mate. A bit of both. You know. Um, Obviously, I must be lucky to survive, but I'm unlucky to be in the situations I've been put in. But the, the, the all happened for a reason, man. And even the, the time off, I needed that because I feel like it's giving me more of a push, more, uh, more of a mental boost, like. Like I said, I was watching the two UFC Londons on the couch last year, wasn't able to compete. And i was seen guys with probably half my ability, I believe, doing well and, and good on them. I'm happy for it, all them guys, um, the flying. But I was just watching thinking, this should be me. Yeah. Like, it should be me. And it's like, when I, when I wasn't injured, obviously I'm always training, I'm always looking to fight, but I don't think I was pushing as hard as I could have pushed. And now I'm trying I'm aiming for activity. I wanna be fighting three times a year.
3: Yeah, well that's that's what we want to say. I was gonna to say to you, I mean, obviously you've got to get the MRI scan on the thumb. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when do when do you hope to be back in there or is it too early to tell because you need the results of that that scan?
1: I I believe I don't believe this is a horrific injury. I believe even if it is um Grade two tears. It's maybe six weeks, and then I can train again. So I'm aiming for July. UFC coming back yes. to London. Um, I'm gonna. Is that aim official?
3: Have you heard anything?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm hearing. I'm, I, so I'm hearing. I'm hearing little rumors, but I'm not. I'm not sure if it's concrete, but I'm pretty sure they will do it. Um, you have Tom Aspinall's back. He's yes. a big draw big um, headliner. Looking great uh,
3: as well at the moment. Like, yeah, looking,
1: he is, yeah. he is, you know, he is. He, he he's a real title contender, I believe. I believe two, two, maybe a year or so, he'll be a good test for John Jones. John Jones is only getting older. John Jones is only yeah. getting older. Um, I feel like he, I feel like Tom, Tom's a Tom will get a title at some point for sure. Um, yeah, so that will be a big card. Um, so July is a good time for me, and then hopefully I'll go back to Abu Dhabi in October but I'll have to put on a big performance in July because I know that Abu Dhabi car-
0: Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
1: That's always stuck. Yeah.
3: Well, Lerona, before we start talking about fights, yeah, you've mentioned that you you want a, a top fifteen guy next. I personally mm. think you you deserve it. You know, you're undefeated. You're on a great run. But we do have to mention, and he was on our show recently, we have to mention (laughs) Nathaniel Wood because I almost feel a little bit responsible for some of the beef that's gone on between you because Mm. it all seemed all right. Like, like Just to take the audience through it, it seemed like, and jump in if I get anything wrong, but it seemed like... At the start, everything was fine. You, both of you were like, just enjoy the violence. And and people like myself and Stu were very disappointed that you two were fighting each other because we'd rather see you guys fight opposition from abroad. Someone like You're both great fighters mm-hmm. and both great guys. We want to see you both do well. Uh, and then Nathaniel pulls out from the fight with an injury and he tweets something about, oh, he felt like he would have put on a masterclass, which I understand from your perspective feels a bit insulting. But it seemed mm. like he was more talking about how he felt within himself, and you went back and forth a little bit. But then it seemed amicable. It seemed like you you kind of realised it was okay. Or yeah, you- but
1: I I, I, be- I, be- I believe so. So when he when he tweeted that tweet, I believe he could have he could have he could have he could have worded it different Cause yeah. in it because in my mind, a masterclass is like a one way a one way traffic yeah. fight. Like you just smoked someone, do you know what I'm saying? So. In my in my mind he, sh- he should have maybe tweeted oh I was feeling the best I've ever felt I could I would have put on a good performance or whatever. A masterclass to me is downgrading me in it. So I've always had respect for Nathaniel. I've watched him from through his career from Cage Warriors days I've always I've always loved how he fights and how he carries himself and stuff and I've always had great respect for him but I feel like this this situation here kind of showed show me another side to him and, and I lost all respect for him from that. Um, Obviously, we got matched up. We we both we both had a conversation about it. Like, let's just fight and and whatnot. Um, there's no bad blood, and, and then it, it, things just kind of escalated like through little tweets and stuff. And I I just think if you pull out of a fight, you don't then you don't then start saying you would have done this and you would have done that because you've not you've not made the fight and you've and you've whatever you got injured. Okay. But you don't start saying you would have done this and would have done that. You just leave leave the person to think and then he started tweeting fight fight week and I'm like, bro, do you get what I was like? like you you're trying to take my mind off my fight when when you've pulled out. So I just I just we, we had some back and forth messages, but it is what it is, man.
3: But well the thing is, it's, it seemed to be that you'd kind of got over the hump of, of that tweet, both of you, and then I asked you on the media day. Whether or not you'd be interested in that fight, because he is still interested, but he said it very respectfully. He was on our show saying that he wishes you nothing from the be- but the best and all that kind of stuff. But
1: does it all? But does it all? Well, uh, look,
3: I, <laughs> that's what he said.
1: <laughs> and- no, yeah, that's what he said because he's trying to come across. If you're listen, if some, if he's fighting. On fight week, I'm not going to be tweeting him and trying not trying to wind him up. But I'm not going to be in yeah. in like tweeting about him when he's got a fight to worry about. So does he really does he does he really wish me the best? I don't think so.
3: So you do you, do you think there was a little bit of of some kind of mind games or something going on with him there? Maybe.
1: Yes, yeah, so I don't know. I just, I just think out of respect, you don't you don't you don't tweet you don't tweet people like I wouldn't call somebody out on fight week when they've got a fight. Yeah, do you get what I'm saying? I wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't do that. After the fight, I would say, "Oh, your, your performance wasn't that good. I think I'll beat you. Whatever, whatever. Let's let's yeah. fight whenever." Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's me personally. That's me personally. So, but each to their own, isn't it?
3: Yeah. And so, I mean, you're saying now, like, and as I said, I agree. I think you deserve a, a, a top fifteen guy. Do you do you feel like the wood fight is something that down the line, if he gets a couple of wins could happen, or do you think I am just not even bothered about that anymore? I'm just moving on with my own thing.
1: It's not it's not been that I'm not bothered anymore. It's like if if the UFC matches we fight in it, simple as that. I'm not gonna say no to a fight. If they if the UFC believe that's the fit that's the fight to make at the time, we fight. We fight and we see we see who's better in it. But um like like i said i'm not chasing that fight i believe i'm ahead of him now so i'm not chasing that fight I'm for, he's only had two fights in february one against charles rosa punchbag who's who's been cooked now and then once against a off charge jordan who gets mixed results he's not beat anybody um anybody decent in the division yet so i'm not ch- i'm not chasing that fight why am i going to chase that fight i'd rather fight I fight him, no. I fight him, no. But I'd rather fight Nate Landwehr, who fought last night. He's free, you yeah. know. On a free fight winning streak, that makes more sense to me. Um, beating him. But if if if, if like I said, whoever whoever we get, um, we fight in it. Simple. Yeah.
3: Well, look, we we don't want to harp on about this. We'll move on to like other fights <laughs> and stuff. But I just want to say that. I think you're both great guys and I don't want you to, to beef with each other. I, you know, I hope that you get it all sorted and that you're both all right, however it plays out, whether you fight or not. But, um, but yeah, so. S-s- speaking of great
2: guys as well, Lerone, I do want to ask you, um, thoughts on um, Jack Shaw's uh, performance uh, at the weekend at Featherweight? Jack
1: Shaw's always been a good fighter, man. He's always, he's always been very good. And if he gets you back, it's game over, in it? But, <laughs> it yeah man. I'm, yeah he done he done well he done well i think i think a lot of people's like oh how will he do at february and whatnot? but he he's kind of he's big he's a he's a big bantamweight anyway mm. um and i thought yeah i think he'll do well you know i think he'll do well at february uh, he's he's not cutting as much weight um he's got a good style for 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 the division um and let's see how he, let's see how he goes man
3: Lovely. Right. Well, let's let's move on to a few fights. We were potentially going to talk a lot about UFC two eighty seven, but me being the idiot I am, I forgot that the UFC have got a week off this week and it's not <laughs> yeah. the preview to 287. But let's go into a few fights anyway and some others as well. Pereira Adesanya, is this is this a fight where you will watch it with like the kind of like I don't know, like a schoolboy mentality of like taking notes? Because these two are like elite when it comes to striking you don't really get much better than Pereira versus Adesanya so are you yeah. watching this with like a pen and pad in hand like taking notes and and or are you just a fan watching it
1: yeah I'm a I'm, I'm a fan watching it and obviously you, you take things from fights you learn things from fights and them two uh, like you said are the elite strikers in the UFC so I, I'm I think Adesanya going to get it done this time you know I know yeah. I know I know Pereira's beaten him so many times but he was so close the last time he oh nearly God. stopped at the end of the first round he just he just he just gets caught doesn't he but I think he's going to fight a, a, he did fight a smart fight
3: last time but I think he's going to fight an even smarter fight and he just he's just going to pick from the outside pick from the outside Do you think he needs to go to any kind of wrestling or anything like that?
1: It looked to work last time didn't it? Um, I, I, yeah he should, I think that's the safest way to win isn't it? Um, the wrestle but He's not—he's not a wrestler, is he? So I think he's gonna—I think out of ego, he's gonna want to beat him on the feet. But I think for Adesanya, he's just happy to—he needs that win, don't he? He needs yeah. a win now.
3: He does. I mean, for me, just the size of Pereira is just scary. It kind of feels like Adesanya needs to fight the perfect fight, whereas Pereira just needs one good clean shot.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah.
3: Because I think it's clear from from their kickboxing bouts as well. Adesanya, I think, is technically the better striker, but yeah. That power is such an equalizer to the technique. It's 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 a fascinating yeah, it fight.
1: It doesn't matter. Like look 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 how many fighters in the past have I'd like not I won't say zero technique but low technique and have been the champion. Like even guys like Robbie Lawler, yeah. just a brawler, just hits yeah. hard and just has has a mad mad mentality. And I feel like even the fight Dovizioso and Gaethje. Not to say Gaethje's not got good technique, yeah. but is it feels is way t- more technical, Um and it sometimes it just comes down to, to power and just grit and determination. So, yeah, it, over five rounds, Pereira can click click him at any time, can't he?
2: And it felt like that though. In the last fight, it felt that like, Izzy was just moving, moving, and trying to sort of pick it in. But it just felt that every time Pereira just let his hands go, it was like, oh shit, this is this yeah. is this is not good. It, it, it like. It. Yeah, I think we said it was like Drago versus Rocky, wasn't it? It was yeah. just like it's just that one shot. You're just waiting for it to land, and it's like that's game it, over.
1: But that's a beauty, that's a beauty of fighting, and that's that's why we like to watch it for that that thrill. Is he gonna land the big shot, or is is he gonna pick him off? Or but is did rocking? No, though? he's got yeah. power in position too. So it's a good fight, man. I I like I, I like this fight this time around better as well. No, mm. I feel like it's a
2: better fight now. Another 10 seconds in that round, and, and Izzy would have would have stopped him 100%. Five oh. seconds. Another five
1: yeah. seconds, that was over. And he just needed to land one more time.
3: Yeah. So the co-main event of 287 is burns Masvidal. Most people aren't giving Masvidal a chance. I'm sort mm. of leaning towards that camp as well. Does Masvidal have a chance, or do you think Burns is going to run through him a bit?
1: Of course he has a chance. He definitely has a chance. Um... Like I said, he's, he's a top, what is his, what is his six, six in the World weight Division or something. He's, he's a good fighter, isn't he? But I feel like Burns is on fire now. Burns is on fire. I, I think it's probably like a, a 70 30, 30 fight yeah. where yeah, anything can happen. But I think Burns takes that fight.
2: I, I want, I want Jorge to win because I think it sets it up then for, 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 and, yeah. and, and that's the fight that I think's really exciting. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I don't think Colby at the moment deserves that shot. I think he's... Uh, he, I, I felt a bit bad when, when Dana just dropped that, that, yeah, he's next in line. But I do think Jorge versus Leon. The backstory there, the beef, I think is like... That's the fight I think the fans yeah, for want sure. to
1: see. Well, Dana come out again last night and said it's, it's certainly Colby. Um, yeah. So... He's going to be fighting Colby next, but I think I still think that's a good. If 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 Rocky beat Usman twice, he can beat Colby. The similar fighters, um, I think he can beat Colby again. If, if he beats Colby again, there's, there's nobody else for him until Rakhman. Ra- what is his name? Rakhmanov. Rak- Rakhmanov.
3: He's a scary dude. That Rakhmanov's a scary guy.
1: Area. I feel like that'll be, that'd be a sick fighter, man. But yeah. Rocky's looking good, man, everywhere. Yeah. He's, he's good everywhere, man. But I feel like that's going to be his toughest test. Yeah. Sure.
3: And uh, back to the featherweight division, your division, another UK fighter, our friend Arnold Allen, is getting mm. in there with Max Holloway. I mean, Max, for the longest time, people were saying he's up there with, with Jose as the greatest featherweight of all time. You've obviously mm. now got Volkanovski, who's beaten him three times. Um how does Arnold Allen get on against Max Holloway, do you think?
1: Arnold Allen's probably the most underrated fighter on the planet, I think. Um maybe because of his in- inactivity. Uh but he, he I feel like he wins the fight. I just feel like and I know I know Holloway come back against Cater and, and look very good and stuff, but I feel like he's just been in a lot of wars now. Um, and it takes its tone for sure. And Arnold Allen's going to be the fresher fighter, I think. Um, I can't count, you can never count Max Holloway out, but I feel like Arnold, it's Arnold's time now. What is it, 8 0? 8 oh in the UFC. Uh, he's flying. I feel like it's his it's time. He, he wins that fight, takes that fight, and then um, goes on to fight for the title.
3: Yeah. I, I agree with that. I, I think Arnold Absolutely. can get it done and I think he might surprise people and get it done in a really spectacular fashion because as you say, someone like Max Holloway, he's got such an amazing chin, but you mm. can't be like that forever. And some nah. of the wars he's had and all that stuff, like you can't you can't keep taking all those shots. And Arnold, by all accounts, hits very hard. So uh, Yeah, Dan Hook will testify to that, mate. Yeah.
1: He's gone 15 rounds with Volkanovski. He's got he got hurt. Was it five rounds with Poirier? Got where he got hurt? Yeah, yeah. He's 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 gone. Yaya um, Rodriguez went five rounds. Like yeah. he's had a lot of five round fights, man. And yes. and sooner or later it takes its toll. And he's he's been in the UFC from what 18, 19. I can't remember how old. But he's was young wasn't he? when he when he yeah. first signed. He's had a lot of top level fights, man. So everyone's like, everyone has their day.
3: Yeah. yeah, and then we we can't not ask you about this one. It's, it's probably a long way off, and and who knows whether Usada will get involved at some point or not. We'll have to wait and see. But the big fight that you know, all the the casual fans and people that don't even know much about <laughs> MMA, they're all going, "Oh, Conor McGregor, Michael Chandler. What yeah. what's your take on that fight?"
1: Yeah, uh, McGregor wins all day. Like all day, but he's had a lot of time off and he's coming back from a, a horrific injury, and I know how I know how that is. Um I know how that is, and he's probably four fighting, probably worse than mine. He snapped his leg in half. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Is he gonna come back the same? We don't know. He's had a lot of time off, he's put on a lot of weight. Uh so there's a lot of factors going into that fight, but stylistically. Chandler's not the smartest of fighters and he walks onto a lot of shots and he can't walk onto a McGregor shot, especially at 170. Um he's gonna be he's gonna have his full power. Um so yeah, I think I think McGregor wins that fight, but it's a great fight for the fans. Uh, it's entertaining. Then the build ups to that fight as well be funny. Mike Mike Chandler's a Chuck showman as as well, so he'll probably give it back to McGregor. So I'm looking forward to it, man.
3: I'm a, I'm always interested to see whether Chandler will actually try and wrestle because he's got good wrestling credentials. He can mm-hmm. wrestle really well. But mm. a bit like Justin Gaethje in the UFC, he doesn't seem to want to use it. He just wants to put on these crazy fun fights and have brawls with people. Yeah. Yeah. And that is where I think he will struggle with Connor because if you brawl with Conor, he's going to be too precise. He's, going he's to a click. sniper, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Mm. But if he implements not- some wrestling, I think he's got a chance for sure. But, yeah, you say that, but I don't
1: think he's got the level of wrestling as, as Habib has, and Connor done very well with Habib mm. in, in them first rounds, very well, very well. He's probably the only guy that's kind of stuffed Habib's takedowns, like, for, do you get know what I'm saying? He done, yeah. he done well, obviously, Habib started to wear on him, but I don't, I think Shanda will be able to wrestle maybe first two rounds, and then he'll just start getting cleaned out. It'll be similar to the Mendes fight, I think.
3: Oh, do you reckon that's interesting?
2: Yeah. yeah, one of the fights that was meant to have actually been on two eight seven, uh, uh, but got moved or or, or fizzled out, as uh, according to Tapology, was Aljo versus Cejudo. Uh, what mm. do you make of that one? Did that? I think that was pushed back to me Yeah, 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 yeah. Pushed back to me That's a good
1: fight. You know, a good fight. I feel like if if Aljo gets through him, then who else is there for him? There's nobody else for him. He's beat all the greats. Um, Obviously Mirabs Mirab don't want to fight him either, so who 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 else is there for him? It's yeah, a great fight, that one. I'm looking I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. Um Suhudo's a technician, no any like where does I think Suhudo wins, like where does Aldo beat him? Mm.
2: What do you what do you make of that, Sterling Mirab kind of obviously huge respect for each other, mm. but your mates got the thing that you've focused your whole life to get. And do you think that if Aljo gets the win, he goes up and allows Mirab to then?
1: Well, this is this is what this is what uh, this is what it comes down to. I would personally, I would probably be the same as Mirab. I don't think I could fight my good good friend for the title because people, people obviously, for fans, it's different. You don't want to see everyone fight, but it's this is personal. Fighting's personal, and you's, you're putting your whole your life on the line, and then. financial like your financials online so it's not like it's not a game do you know what I'm saying it's not like oh we are having a spa and then you're both walking away it's not that it's not that there's a lot on the line so I feel like if Aljo wins he he, maybe they should have the conversation where Aljo goes up that's what a good friend would do but it's like he's trying to cement a legacy also so it's a selfish sport man so it's it's like it's they're in a difficult position
3: yeah I mean, Stu, unless you've got anything else, there's only one more fight that I'm interested in getting your opinion on, uh, Lerone. And that again, yeah. your division, the uh, yeah. arguably the the, the goat of the featherweight division in, in Alexander Volkanovsky, back yeah. down to the featherweight division against Yair, who won the interim belt and looked phenomenal doing it. Mm. Uh, I mean, I actually wasn't overly interested in Yair Volkanovsky until I saw Yair put on the performance he did against Josh Emmett. Yeah. How do you see that fight going? Do you think that'll be very competitive?
1: Mm, he looked very good. He looked very good. I think that. I just. I just don't think anyone touching Volk at a minute. Mm. I just don't. I. But I, well, with a fight like that, I always just put it down to percentages, really, because anything can happen in a fight, and it, especially when you fight someone like Yeah, he's got submission offense, dangerous. He's got uh, flying knees, all sorts of crazy techniques. So. I always put down fights as a percentage um, and I'd say that fight's probably like another 70-30 maybe Mm. to Volk. Anything can happen at any given moment, obviously, but I feel like Volk's a a technician as well and he'll just maybe shut him down, be too strong for him. Um, Yeah, and his his distance management's like second to none. yeah.
3: Well, mate, Absolutely. thanks so much for for coming on the show. <laughs> uh, sorry if we didn't go any kind of deeper into to 287, but I thought it was really great to get your opinions on those other yeah. uh, massive fights. Look, I hope the thumb heals really well and uh, and you're <laughs> back in there really soon. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed for that July hopeful like London yeah. card and you get Absolutely. yourself a ranked opponent like you deserve.
1: Thank Absolutely. you. Much a ple- it's always a pleasure speaking to you guys too, mate.
2: Oh, thanks, Lo, Lerone. We're going to press stop. Don't go anywhere. There you go, Larone Murphy. Ah, oh, what, a, what a top, top lad. I mean, do you know what? Nathaniel Woods a top, top lad but we had to go there didn't we? We had to ask the question because we, like you say you almost felt a bit responsible for it because you, you asked the question with the best of intentions and, and you know it, it, it's impossible that, that, that they just sort of snapped each other didn't they? And it was
3: like oh no and then it just kept unfolding on Twitter and it was like bloody hell Yeah, but look, I think it's one of those things where, I mean, we had a little chat with with Lerona about other things and stuff as well uh, uh, off camera. Um, And, you know, fighters' egos are a a real thing. And and it was fight week. He was cutting weight. He was doing all that stuff. Uh, And, you know, but everything he says stands. In in his opinion, you shouldn't be tweeting other fighters. You pulled out a fight, all that stuff. at the end of the day... I do genuinely just want to see them both do well. I think they're both lovely guys. Uh, anyone that comes on this show, we have a, a connection to and we we always want to see uh, succeed, which is why when the fight was initially announced, me and you were like, oh, no. Nathaniel and Lerone are fighting each other. We, we don't want that it at is, all.
2: The featherweight is the official division of lovely blokes. Jack Shaw, Arnold Allen. They're
3: <laughs> oh. They're all just... Lerone, Murphy, Nathaniel Woods. Yeah, do you know Woods. what I mean? All just... Great. Top if Davy Grant goes, if Davy Grant goes up in weight, I won't be able to handle it. And they're, just, they're all just too nice and talented. Um. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, yeah, we want to see them all, all do well and hopefully there's no beef. And and in a way, hopefully, I'm sure it will. I think that, you know, they're both nice. I'm sure it'll be quashed with no real dramas or issues. And One uh, thing the Murphy
2: does not need really well. is more drama in his life. Jesus Christ.
1: Fucking hell, man.
3: <laughs> Jesus Christ. That man, as he said, he's been through a lot. You don't know whether to call it lucky yeah. or, or unlucky because obviously he's not only survived but thrived. Yeah. After these, he's had two moments in his life that are life ending situations. Walking in the cage must be Uh, a walk in the park. (laughs) Oh my God. I mean, Jesus. And then, but he's come through and, like, again, not just survived, but. He's an elite-level athlete. Yeah. He's thriving. He's doing well. And I and agree with him. I think he does deserve a top 15 ranked opponent. He's undefeated. He's on a streak. He had uh, a, an unbelievable fight against Gabriel Santos, and that is a legit win. I know that that guy was on his UFC debut, but he was, I think, an LFA champion. He was undefeated himself. Great fight. Completely different stylistic matchup to, to Nathaniel as well. So a really, really tough fight for Lerone to take on short notice. As he said, he didn't get to drill anything, prepare for a southpaw, and he still came out with a fantastic performance, did really well. He's got finishes over the likes of Amir Khani, which, as we discussed, was a phenomenal finish. Um, He should get a top 15-ranked guy now, and the the idea of him fighting Edson Barbosa or Alex Caceres, I mean, sign me up, those will be cracking fights. Absolutely, yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, We've mentioned Jack Shaw as well. We're going to be sitting down with Jack and Richard Shaw um, in the next few days so that episode will be coming your way soon so that's a really good one to to look forward to. Um, Blake and I will do um, I'm sure we'll do a real deep dive into 287 looking at some of the other fights on the card that will be coming out yes. uh, ahead of um, uh, two eight seven, and after that, it's just an endless roll of just amazing like nights of fights. So we've got so much to to look forward to, and we've got a few other fighters that we're chatting to at the moment that um that are interested in coming on. So there's loads of good stuff. Um, also you've missed loads if this is um your first time listening then go check out the back catalogue there's a real lovely interview with Lerone when we first uh, got him on the show where we talk about how he got into fighting we talk about when he got shot um, you know which sounds crazy just saying it out loud um, but it's it's a, it's a horrific story um, but we get a real real deep dive into into Lerone's career so go check that out we've mentioned Volk we've mentioned Arnold Allen Jack Shaw and so many other elite level fighters we've been so privileged to have on the show and they're all available for free wherever you get your podcasts and uh, you can watch them over on YouTube as well so um, subscribe to us on YouTube or subscribe to us wherever you get your your podcasts what else we got to say Blake? I think that's it mate I'll see you later bye